in, in terms of generosity in terms of generosity it's said that even when if a monk is teaching people the Dhamma he mm. should start with teaching them about generosity the benefits mm. of giving mm. why? well because generosity basically forces you to give things up like most people's lives certainly people that, that have not encountered Dhamma or, or have even a, a, a vague inkling towards you know relinquishment to the dispassion letting go of attachments it's all about gathering owning increasing possessing so the benefits of generosity it's uh, through generosity like generosity is good and nice and it will make you feel good and it will make others feel good even if you're still not interested in Dhamma but also incidentally generosity will make you give things up and feel good on account of it give something of yours part of your wealth earnings possessions and you will enjoy the fact that somebody's happy on account of it and can benefit from it and it's grateful but you have actually given it up as well and then so you enjoy as well something that you gave up because yeah it is it is like it, it, it's a, it's a factually uplifting um, less constricted state of mind giving now you know there can be many layers of giving you know, some people give by expecting stuff it doesn't matter in itself the phenomenon of giving does require giving up you can't, I can't give it to you if I don't give it up as simple as that so that thread remains wholesome throughout the giving even if I give it you know with a small print or something it's still good to give sure the best way to give is when you yourself are completely not attached to what you give it. So, Arahant giving to an Arahant is the greatest gift. But mind you, none of them needs any merit anyway, because they're Arahants. So that's why the gift is purified by the virtue of the giver or the virtue of the receiver, as in how little he attached to these things is. But as you're saying, people get really into it because, it, like it provides, I would say, it provides a sense of security. It does, it does, and it is, it is an uplifting thing. So it's, it's not, a, it's not just, it's not just, oh, it's all in your head. It's, a, it's a factually, uh, a greater state of mind than the mind of the one who doesn't give. Because just look at it, like if the mind, the mind that doesn't give means the, it, it's the mind that always revolves around habits of taking, possessing, owning, protecting, worrying about it, having, controlling things that are unownable, and cannot be protected, and it will be taken away. So the only way to sustain your state is to keep doubling down in that sense. That's why the Buddha referred to it like a people with a miserly mind that through lack of wisdom become like that. And they are then, you know, headed to bad destinations and so on. Not because they harmed anybody, just because they, they constricted the mind more and more and more. Well, giving prevents you. Giving, it's like a valve to that constriction. It will release that. Even if you don't like it, even if you don't feel great on account of giving, the fact that you made yourself give up something to someone else's benefit it's good in that sense it will force at least that extent of your mind to open up you know it's not like oh you by giving you give a piece of yourself away or something that's just poetry that people like to talk about no it's just phenomenologically speaking active giving requires you to give up at least that thing you give up more means greater elevation of your mind because you force your mind to back off step away from this you cannot constrict yourself over this. 
or by giving, you prevent mind to, you know, with its own ignorance to kind of develop the sense of ownership and latch on it. And sure, if you become attached to giving, great, it's embedded. So you become attached to an elevated state of mind. It's still an attachment, but it's a better attachment on account of the attachment of generosity. You actually can get to even understand then the purpose, the true purpose of generosity, which is that forcing your mind to expand. That's a generosity, friendliness, all that goes hand in hand. It's a less limiting state of mind. And that's not being generous, being stingy. Mm. What? Why do you think a person does that? Why would why would a person be stingy? Insecurity. You know, fear of non-control. Proliferate a sense of self that it's now being threatened by even mere things that sort of, you know, you don't have or you can't have. Like, the whole sense of self and the ownership, it's not this fixed thing. The more you, the more you go down that way, the more it will need for its maintenance. That's why you have people who have everything and still, still, it's like never enough because they psychologically became locked into that pattern of always seeing that it's never enough because it cannot be owned to begin with you can have all the money but fundamentally you feel that it's not fundamentally in your control deep down you know that why because you could die at any given moment the economy can crash at any given moment thieves can come and steal it at any given moment and all that's implicit in your ownership if you don't own it how can you be affected if it changes or goes away that's exactly the whole point I mean, when the Buddha encouraged those monks in the forest, he said, Monks, would you be upset if people come and start collecting these branches and breaking them and burning them? He says, No. No, we wouldn't. Why is that? Because these branches are, mean nothing to us. They're not mine. They, 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 I, I have no concern over them. Exactly. So that's how you should regard your own body, your own senses, things that you do have concern over. Mm. Well, remove the concern, recognize that in its nature, it's truly subjected to change and it's something you cannot... Uh, affect or control or repossess so people who are stingy or miserly lack wisdom in that regard they see that that is unchangeable and they ignore it and as a result of it they keep doubling down on the action of more ownership and more control because they ignore the fact that they already know that it's not in their control so there is this one sutta where the Buddha is speaking to a general general siha and that general asked the Buddha, what are the benefits visible here and now of generosity? Mm. And the Buddha, the Buddha replies that there are, I think, four benefits that you can see here and now. The fifth benefit is rebirthing. Or, uh, the next, yeah, in the future life, you'll see the yeah, benefit of it. Birth in uh, heavenly realms. Right. But you can't see that now. So, that's, so, the, so the general just goes by faith and he believes the Buddha. Sure. Face. But the four uh, benefits here now is that people like you mm. because you give. Yeah. Uh, a good re- your, a good reputation gets spread, mm. Mm. and uh, people uh, wise people praise you, mm. and you are confident in amongst any assembly, any assembly. of people, whether it be. You know, holy people, royals, mm, 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 uh, mm. rich people, mm. skillful people. Yeah, so why would you be confident? Like, why why would you not be as confident if you're not, gener- if you're not generous in any assembly? 
And then why would generosity make you more confident in any assembly? Because you know, you understand the quality. Well, exactly, because as I said, it, it's, a, it's a less limiting state of mind. You know, lack of confidence is extremely constricted state of mind, where you just fear and insecure in regard to everything and every movement and others and so on. So through generosity, as I said, you're forcing your mind to expand. It is a state of mind that is more expansive than non-generosity, as, as simple as that. And when the state of mind is more expansive, it is less constricted, less afraid, less being able to like, you know, twitch to the left or to the right on the basis of, you know, perception of insecurities and so on, because it's more expensive. So it can take more. And you do more of that, the more confident you will be. Not conceited confident or something, trying to override everybody. No, simply less moved because the mind is broader. <laughs> because what I saw in this sutta is the cure for social anxiety that lots of people... Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Social anxiety or anxiety because of others, because of which I don't engage with others, because of which my anxiety increases, because of which I don't engage with others. So it's a vicious circle. Well, generosity is a nice way to engage with others. So you start breaking the vicious circle of non-engaging with others through engaging with others through generosity. And that little bit is enough to sort of set your mind at least to some extent in that direction of, wait, expansion. Mm-hmm. Like it's not an intentional thing, but by being generous, you force your mind to like, look, look up a bit more. And, uh, and that will diminish your anxiety on account of look down and hide it. As simple as that. Because there's like that fear of not being liked or being laughed at yeah, or being yeah, mocked. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. By and that will remain. Some, not not like you would not have yeah. those thoughts if you if you if you've been having those thoughts, mm. but through generosity you get to override them. But you also you get to elevate your mind above those thoughts, and then yeah. it doesn't matter if they laugh at me or something. What matters is that I actually did the generous deed. That's why generosity is a practice. It's not like you, you, you do a generous act and suddenly have this religious experience. Although, if somebody's been very miserly, it might feel like that. Any little expansion from an extremely constricted mind will feel like a religious revelation. <laughs> but generosity is a practice. So you do it, you develop it, you use wisdom, obviously. You don't just start giving everything carelessly, you know, when your own family is starving or something. But if, when you can, if you earn more, you always dedicate part for giving. And you don't overthink it. You don't make demands. Just find where it's good to give to who can help, who can be helped, and do it. And then practice doing it. And again, you will build it up, the behavior of generosity. There will then be a phenomenon in your mind seen as such. Not just when you're giving. Even generally, I am a generous person. And that knowledge will be there. And that's exactly the benefit of it. Others, that knowledge will be in others as well. Not like you have to have audience when you're giving all the time. But if you've been practicing giving sufficiently enough, it will be known. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't care whether it's known or not, but it will be known. That's a fact. That's why the Buddha listed it as one of the inevitable benefits of it. So it's a practice that, that should be developed and, uh, and encouraged. For individual benefit of your own mind expansion, and, uh, and benefit of others, of course. Mm. And then it can encourage, uh, encourage others to be generous and help, which will then in return help their own minds from the state of, you know, stinginess, 
uh, overly controlling, possessive, and so on. Because, again, a simple reflection, like, what, what can you keep? Okay. What, what can you keep at the end of the life? Mm-hmm. But it's all this like, idea that when you die, your possession will stay yours. But that idea exists in people's minds just because they never think about it. But so it's like, being generous, you goes, no, no, honestly, like, how much do I need? And then you can always find a room for some generosity and then make a practice out of it.